The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, this is Mike Rogers with another great Welsh Wire conversation. Now, here's Sherry Welsh. Welcome back to the Welsh Wire. We are thrilled to have with us today our guest, Dave Campbell. Dave is the superintendent of KRESA, and we are excited to have him with us to talk about their work on a really cool new project. Dave, welcome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me, Sherry. Let's talk for a minute about KRESA, because I'm not sure that everyone who's listening right now really understands the work that you do there on Millen Road. Tell us about who you are at KRESA. Well, you're right. A lot of people don't understand the work we do on Millen Road. And one of the reasons is we're actually in seven main locations and about 14 other locations around the county because we operate a lot of programs around the county for a lot of kids and families. Uh, Head Start being one of them, which is 14 different locations around the county. We're serving babies. We evaluate babies for autism and various disabilities. We serve the the the, the, uh, the population who who uh, have disabilities or may have disabilities up through age 26 mm. um, through special education. We, uh, we're, we're very active in the, the early childhood world. Um, we're very active in, in helping people get jobs through our Youth Opportunities Unlimited program and our partnership with Michigan Works. Uh, so it's about 23 departments. Uh, wow. That, that is uh, serving uh, across the educational continuum, supporting schools, um, supporting them with professional development. So it's a, it's a lot of different things, which is one of the reasons why it's confusing because it's a really diverse organization. So it is. Yeah. It is. There's a lot of work that you're doing. But in recent years and months, your focus has really been placed on career and technical education and improving and enhancing those learning opportunities for students. You've, you and your team have been hard at work on kind of a reset, a redesign of career and technical education. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Dave? Why is that work so important right now? Yeah, that the work actually, and then this redesign came out of our continuous improvement processes. All 23 departments are deeply engaged in continuous improvement processes. Oh, that's terrific. That we're providing the best possible services to, to our kids, families, and communities. And out of that deep dive into our data, uh, a couple of years ago, we really saw that our, our benchmarking and our comparative data was not up to snuff by any uh. stretch of the imagination. And so uh, that, that started a, a deep uh, process, uh, really studying what we're currently doing, what others are doing, not only in Michigan, but across the country and the world, uh, and then bringing in our business community to, to really uh, engage with us more deeply to, on the, the skill sets and the, the kinds of employees that they need and the kinds of skill sets that they need to be successful. Really, the driver on this is there's a big disconnect between the skills that kids walk out of high school with and the skills that a lot of employers need. A lot of times we're, yeah. you know, we're focused on degree, we're too focused on degrees and not focused enough on skills. And career and technical right. education, when done well, 
which there's not a lot of models in Michigan, unfortunately, but we're really looking more at the global landscape uh, to, to because that's we're in a global economy, so we, we certainly that. could be. It's really more about the sets of skills. Um, and, and so uh, the, the core skills that we hear over and over and over, we call 21st century skills. So a common term, things like collaboration and critical thinking and, and uh, creativity, communication skills. Uh, in addition to the obvious, you got to show up sober and those kinds of good things. Um, so the, what's driving it, though, is there's this disconnect. There's hundreds of thousands of good jobs that are going to be available over the next five to seven years. Good paying jobs, middle class yes. jobs. If you've got the right skill sets, That's but they're right. not available if you don't. And we don't have nearly enough young people in our in our career tech programs now. And and many people don't even know we have career tech programs now. Th that is so true. That is yeah. so true. And I and I gotta say here that I you know I really applaud you for your effort and continuous improvement. I mean that that can be a daunting and a and a brave approach to take a critical look at what you're doing and what's working and what's not. I applaud you that you've been doing that. And that process revealed some shortcomings that you and your team were not afraid to address and really to take out to the community and businesses that you serve. You develop the workforce for them and say, hey, here's what we're doing. It appears not to be working. And how can we put something together? I mean, this work is important because why? It's our workforce of tomorrow, right, Dave? Exactly. And there's a huge shortage. The, the last recession that, that, you know, for Michigan was a was a 10 year recession from 02 to 12. We lost hundreds of thousands of people in our state and a lot of them have not come back. And a lot of them that left during that recession uh, were families involved in manufacturing and in construction trades. Uh, because manufacturing construction trades were just really hurting it through that 10 year Michigan recession. And so they left. Many of them went south. And they brought their children with them, which is a good thing. Families should stay together, yes, but they haven't come back. And so our population is relatively stagnant. And a lot of those kids that maybe moved to Florida with their, with their parents who might have been electricians or, or uh, skills tradespeople or, or technicians, uh, they, uh, they stayed down there. And maybe those kids would be in our career tech programs nowadays. Right. Uh, we still have. It's just our numbers are way down. Right. And, and at the same time. The demand for those skills and those up. workers is way up. I mean, exactly. we, we talked previous to this call about some recent economic data that was just shared in West Michigan showing the recovery of the construction market right here. It is, it, I mean, it has had a huge recovery still while we're going fighting through the pandemic. And we're, we have an acute shortage of workers right now, but your CTE programs can help train and get those workers ready to fill those job openings. Right. And the current one can do it too, but it's a decentralized format called Education for Employment. And it's located in about 15 different locations around the county, which gives it a really hard time with an identity when it's, when it's decentralized. You've got the you know, robotics programs at Kalamazoo Central, the manufacturing programs at Vicksburg and, you know, the law enforcement programs at KVCC. That, and, and that's good. And we appreciate those folks hosting, but it also leads to a massive inequity. Uh, in terms of participation because of the, the travel. The and logistics of getting students there from all Absolutely. parts of the county based on their ability and their location to be able to get bus transportation or whatever. I mean, I, I, I hear you on that. Yeah, That's it's a, everything's huge. a double bus run. Yeah. If the student goes to Parchment, they got to get on a bus in Parchment and then go to Loy Norix and then get on a bus to go to Vicksburg if they want to be in the manufacturing program. So it's a double run. 
And that's why one of the components in the in the millage that passed was a, a centralized career and technical education center. So it's just a single bus run, cutting the transportation time in half. And that's based on focus groups that we did in every high school in the county, uh, where kids said, whether it was Climax Scots or Kalamazoo Central, kids said the number one reason they're not signing up for the EFE courses is the transportation situation. Yeah, I, you know, and I love, yeah, I love the fact that you looked at that inequity as a barrier to our students getting what they need and you address that. So what we know is about a year ago, uh, the voters in Kalamazoo County approved the millage. Um, by a 60 to 40 margin, right, for, for you to move forward with the operating for this program. And they so they clearly agree that career and technical education is super, super important. So get us up to speed, Dave. I mean, things kind of went quiet while we've been in that pandemic mode here. Tell us what your work has been on that project since voters approved that millage about a year ago. What, what's the forward progress look like? Yeah, it's it's been it's been slower, but it's been good. So I appreciate you asking the question. Yeah, it was an operational millage. This was not a bond issue to build a building. It's the biggest misunderstanding that's out there. So I want to make sure that's really clear. This is an operational millage, uh, and then part of the planning process, which we've been doing again for a couple of years with the business community. Uh, and, and I've got to give a big hats off to Jill Bland from Southwest Michigan First, who's just been a champion. Has been on. Every design team, every committee we've had the last couple of years, Jill has been a stalwart supporter of this initiative, and I really yeah, she's great. Part of the whole organization, and 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 uh, they're they're giving us Jill for such a substantial amount of time. You bet. Uh, so the the. Uh, uh, the summary of uh, essentially what the millage is for is to help is, is several big components. One of them is to help little kids, elementary and middle schoolers, see what they can be when they grow up. Mm. So that's not yeah. a career center. Elementary and middle school kids are in elementary and middle schools primarily, except during a pandemic. So many of them are not. Uh, so, so, Sadly. Uh, but but uh, we we have we've hired uh, six outstanding career coaches who are working in the middle schools, whether it's in a virtual, a hybrid, or a face-to-face format. They are in the middle schools uh, and figuring out okay, how are we going to teach. Uh, students about their career opportunities. Right. It's a very substantial curriculum. There's a lot of hands-on work with it. They're doing resume development. We've 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 uh, bought a, a really high-end program called Zello. Uh, every kid in the county has access to it. Um, and, and as it rolls out, we've trained 75 people in the last two months and how to use Zello, primarily teachers and counselors and principals. Uh, and it, it really helps students to, one, get to know themselves better, two, get to know their career options better, and then and it, it's a very comprehensive career development software uh, or uh, that, that, that kids uh, have the opportunity to use. And that'll be a, a real base to a lot of their career education from year to year to year to year. Right. Uh, and again, that'll be starting in elementary schools. We're starting in the middle schools. But in time, we'll, that'll grow into the elementaries. And I'm talking to them, all of them, uh, at scale. We do, we've do. we been doing a lot of this career education, career exploration for years here and there in some classrooms and in some schools, depending on uh, the local circumstances. This is talking scale. And we look at everything as there's 3,000 kids per grade. And so that we, we, we really want all kids to have the opportunities to learn about all the wonderful career options that are in front of them. Dave, I, I can't tell you how important I think that is. And I, I'm thrilled that you, you just you hit that so well. Anecdotally, I'm no educator, but anecdotally, 
I had an experience working with some students when my son was at Loy Norix and taking them to look at some engineering, software engineering that was being done with one of my clients here in West Michigan, a very, very large company, automotive supplier. And I saw their eyes get big and light bulbs go off because what we did is expose them to something that they never really understood, fully understood, or recognized they had the capacity to do, let alone it, it, they were so interested and excited about it. And I recognize that if we don't expose students to that early on, it's such a missed opportunity because what they may choose as a career choice is only what they see around them and their families and their neighborhoods are maybe on television. I, yep. You know, oh, you're, it's you're, you're so right. limited. If you, just to summarize this whole initiative, if on the, on the elementary middle school size, you cannot be what you cannot see. You first have to see Well it. said. So explain. Well and, said. And you can do a lot of that by video. You can do yep. it virtually. Not everything has to be a field. Right. I, I've been told by many, many people over the years that all the, I think it was fourth graders in the county uh, back in the day would tour the Upjohn uh, company. And, and that's a beautiful thing. And then they go to the uh, the Kalamazoo Gazette. I've heard that hundreds and I've, I've had so many people tell me of their field trip experiences. And those are wonderful. And we do believe in that. And we'll do some of that. But you can do a lot of that virtually now. You uh, sure yeah. can. Yeah. So Use the technology. Yeah. You bet. And then they can see more. They can see so much more through video. So, yeah, well, great. Don't want to belabor that point, but then, it's great. And it, it can be customized. Uh, for them because they're the ones doing the clicking. That's right. So it's uh, uh, that's a very important component. The millage was also all about transportation to eliminate that that transportation barrier that that we talked about earlier. It's about uh, expanding the number of internships and externships uh, that that students have. Various work based learning opportunities. Prim- uh, substantially at the end of their high school career, we'd really like to be sending kids off with real work experience. Yeah, uh, we, we do that now. We do it. We've got over you know, 120 kids or so involved in that now. Great. But when you think that you've got about 2,500 seniors in the county, 100 doesn't sound very good. I agree. But, I agree. We could do so much more. And you dial that in with the. I, I love that. That's a lot beautiful. Of it's a, a lot of our issues are about quantity. Uh, and and the, the current uh, model is just not very attractive to kids. There's too many uh, barriers involved with it. And so we're going to go to a model that many counties and many intermediate school districts in our state use that seems to attract far more kids into it. And that is a, that's the, the career center model, uh, but being fed by these career exploration uh, programs. Yeah, this is terrific. Let me, let me ask you, Dave, has the pandemic slowed your work down? How, how have you been impacted by that? Uh, yeah, it's, it's slowed us down on this, this career exploration side. Absolutely. Some of the schools are in different places. You know, it, there's a, there's a lot of instability, uh, it, you know, with families, with the pandemic. So absolutely. We, we, we that has been slowed down. Uh, it has slowed down the hiring of a career center director. Uh, and, and, and most importantly, it has slowed down uh, some of our studies. Uh, yeah. As part of our partnership with Southwest Michigan First, we had hoped to have our work, our work, uh, our labor analysis and the workforce development studies uh, completed by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not completed by now. We have uh, one completed. The Upjohn Institute has done a, a, a nice uh, study for us on, on, on labor needs. Uh, we are in the middle of focus groups. We'll be going to a focus group later today putting together 14 focus groups uh, with various sectors of, of, of the employment uh, from manufacturing to healthcare, automotive, 
um, construction trades. Those focus groups are happening now. We've hired Sarah right. Mansberger from Southwest Michigan First. She's taking the lead on all those focus groups, doing an outstanding job. Wonderful. Uh, she has launched a survey of hundreds of employers about the, the needs that they're seeing in the, in the workforce, what their short and long-term needs will be. Uh, they're just not done yet. We'd hope they'd be done by now, but that's been slowed yeah. down just with the pace of trying to gather people uh, sure. together. Um, so yeah, we, we've been slow, but surely not stopped. We're making that's great. very good progress. That's great. Continuing to move along. And you, you touched on this a little bit, but you often talk about this work as a public-private partnership. Um, and, and you've alluded to that a little bit with the focus groups and some of the things you're doing. But for, for folks who don't really understand what your definition of that and what it means to this program, to tell us, what does that public-private partnership mean to the CTE program? Well, it's a really important component of this. And, and we, when we launched our report to the community back on May 1st, 2019, we had a, a large community forum. And, and uh, you know, the, the, it's called Designing a World-Class Career and Technical Education System. And then when you talk to world-class, when you talk to the global experts, a gentleman like Mark Tucker, who wrote this book on the top performing career tech systems in the world, uh, the, one of the first things they say, and we've hired Mark as a, as a consultant just to, to give us some strategic advice here early on, he says one of the most important components is to do in developing a, an outstanding world-class uh, career tech system is to work very closely with the business community because the business community obviously knows what they need more than we do. Uh, we understand kids. We understand where kids are at. We understand child development. Uh, and, and, uh, but we, we need the business community's support uh, in a lot of different ways. And in Southwest Michigan First, uh, you know, we, we've convened this, or they have convened this private-public uh, partnership uh, that is deep. And it's, it's involved yeah. in the planning processes. They're very much helping us with the, 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 the focus groups. Shoot, Southwest Michigan First staff are in the focus groups. They've That's been, terrific. They've been, you know, working with us side by side. Uh, you know, for the next several years, that there's even a possibility that that uh, that this pri- partnership might even be willing to fund a uh, a new career and technical education center. Which, as you recall, I said it was an operational millage; it was not a bond issue to build a building. Now, That's if that right. doesn't work out, we'll we'll buy a, an existing facility and we'll renovate it. Uh, you know, and it wouldn't. You know, I, it may not it obviously wouldn't be as nice, but we're yeah. going to have a career center. When we promise yeah. the voters we're going to have a career center, we will. You're uh, going to put it together. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah there's sure. no question. And you've got the support from the business community. I mean, how valuable is a partnership with an organization like Southwest Michigan First to help you drive through that public partnership? I mean, Dave, that is invaluable to the success of this work. No well, question. We're, we're, we're optimistic. There's a lot of work to do. And these 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 times, these this pandemic has caused all sorts of, you know, issues with the economy, and and so it's it's, it's been slowed a bit. I understand that, but uh, one of my favorite quotes is an old African proverb that says, "If you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together." Yes, so I think it's really important that we do this right. Uh, we have these programs. We have a lot of the career tech programs available now. Yep. I'm not saying they're really accessible. I, I'm not saying it's all world class, but kids that want to go into construction trades, we've got a construction trades program. Right, you know, right. You're you're so, not you're you're going from good. I mean, let's be honest. This, what you're doing, you you have a program in place. What you're doing right now is good. We're talking about going from good to great, Dave. 
Right. I mean, we're, we're, we're going good to great. Right. And, and the work that you're doing, even slowed down by the pandemic, is still moving forward. And it's moving forward well with the right partners at the table, with the right partnerships. It's going to succeed. There's no question about that. And it's not going to be stopped by the pandemic. Well, I love your faith and optimism. I believe you're <laughs> I love it. I, I listen, you got the right people around the table, and I know you. I know the folks in Southwest Michigan first. This is going to happen. Let me ask you, if our listeners are jazzed from hearing this and, and want to get involved, um, business owners and leaders are the folks that are typically listening to our podcast and want to know what they can do to help support this work if they haven't been involved again. How can they reach you, Dave? How can they get in touch with you? Pretty simple. Carissa. CTE.org is the website for, for CTE. If they want to email me directly, dave.campbell at kresa.org. Eric Stewart, eric.stewart uh, at kresa.org is our assistant superintendent for career and talent development. Uh, we'd be happy to, to plug them in to the, to the right place, depending on what they've got the capacity to do. We need help with little kids, helping little kids see what they can be when they grow up. We need, we need people coming into elementary schools to, to tell stories and show off their wares. And, and, we, and we need people help uh, taking in uh, co-op students, as we used to call them, or internships. We need help all across the, the, the continuum here. If we're going to do this together and do it world class, like they do in Switzerland and some other places, it, we've, got to, we've just got to be uh, completely enmeshed across the, the continuum. Absolutely. And you have laid the foundation for that to happen so, so well, Dave. I, I thank you so much for being our guest today on the Welsh Wire. Listeners, again, if you want to reach out to Dave Campbell and his staff, kresacte.org. Did I get that right, Dave? You got it. All right. Terrific. Dave Campbell, the superintendent of KRESA, talking with us about the Career and Technical Education Center and the continuing work to enhance that experience for all of our students across Kalamazoo County. Dave. Thank you again for being our guest today. Great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.